1: nice dude what's up it's been a hot minute it has been how you been good good dude i'm stoked that you're on toys
0: on tap uh you deserve all the praise in the world for the rad shit you make i really appreciate that i uh it has been a minute actually i seems like you're doing pretty good with the toys on tap though
1: we there's a hope right like it's been super fun we're coming up on i think two years in may that'll be two years and we're coming up on a hundred episodes in January.
0: Amazing! Time flies like quite like crazy lately. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's been nuts, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Before we do anything, please introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are, what you do.
0: Well, I mean, my name's Chris. They call me Strafe. Um, I got that from uh, my tag crew and whatnot. Do have been doing graffiti and art and stuff like that my whole life, basically. Uh, third generation artist. My grandpa was one. My dad is one. Now I'm one. Um, I, I've i been trained in, you know, classic kind of art, like painting and drawing and charcoals and stuff like that. So I could do basically whatever when it comes to art. And um, I was looking for something to basically enjoy myself making stuff that people can actually buy off me and then use my talents like at the same time. So that's why I started making toys. And it's been pretty fun little journey, um, like, past five or six years or so, just making random things and finding stuff that people like and expounding on that. And but basically, like, for toys-wise, I mean, I also kind of look to make things that I like myself. So it's yeah. kind of where I stick to certain things. And, you know, I used to make... Uh, muscle figs and like just random shit my dad used to sculpt a lot of stuff for me to make um and just it's been a cool little journey with this thing honestly if I hadn't got my page deleted a while ago uh it'd be kind of even more different right now I feel like but that stunted my growth a little but I'm getting back on it and so
1: everything's good though Dude, we, we're for sure going to talk about that because that that happens. And I got a message yesterday from a couple artists that that happened to recently. But like, let's walk it you back. Your dad and your grandfather, you said, are both artists?
0: Yeah, like uh, my, my grandpa did like a lot of drawing and stuff like that. And he taught my dad. And then my dad was, I mean, he's a master wax cutter. That's what he did his whole life but he was into like painting with oils and painting with acrylics and all that traditional stuff. And the paintings that he came up with were absolutely like, I mean, photorealism, that kind of thing. And uh, It, it was, he was always like an influence on me. He showed me really young how to do certain things with art. And I had like a really great grasp on it, even at like, I mean, what four or five years of age where, I would be able to do things with stuff like that that most kids would have no idea how to do. And um, it just kind of pushed me towards learning all the different types of things that I could do with it and not just sticking to one thing in particular, I guess, because he was kind of a jack of all trades. And uh, that kind of passed on to me. Like, I mean, he uh, used to work on cars. I I rebuilt my rabbit, like the little project car I have actually is a daily driver now. He, he showed me how to shoot a long time ago I'm a great shooter so he had he was like kind of a multifaceted kind of guy and uh that just kind of put me like got onto me basically a little bit and I'm the same way but I went a little further and I've learned so many different types of art like different mediums I mean a little bit of digital here and there um but honestly like having that kind of background really helps me do what I do with the toys. And it might like shed some light as to where I'm coming from, like how I do things and like my abilities in certain cases. It's not just from diving into this suddenly. um it's from having all of that background kind of there to draw from when I need it,
1: yeah. We yeah. can't just pass over the fact that you built or rebuilt a rabbit. You are the second person in my life that I know of that owns a rabbit.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: Why why a rabbit? Like, those cars, you don't ever hear about them.
0: I honestly, like, I got into Volkswagens when I was just able to get a license. Um, the Volkswagen Corrado was one of my favorite cars when I was younger. And then it was hard to get one of those, but I always wanted this particular motor as a VR6 kind of sick engine in this car. And then they had them in GTIs. So... I made it happen to where eventually I was driving a 97 GTI and uh, had VR6s, 5-speed and whatnot. And then uh, I also had an older car that my grandma gave me, she gave me a 89 Camry, and it had been stolen a whole bunch of times. And then when we got it back third time, the people really like wrecked it up when they stole it. So the the insurance gave me a little check and I bought this Rabbit because I like GTX. So... It's just like a generational thing. They're all fun in their own way. And uh the bunny, I call it the bunny, it's what they call them usually. But the bunny is it's a unique thing, it's kind of like its own style. If you if I took you for riding it, you totally know what I mean. But like versus new cars, it's such a different experience. And I kind of value those types of things. So I kept her around and at one point she stopped driving, like the motor was messed up, something like that. So we took the whole thing out and i mean we literally took the whole damn thing apart and probably took a year and a half to put it back together whatever i cost a little bit but not quite as much as it cost to rebuild other cars and since it was a rabbit it was super freaking easy it's like the legos of the car world Mm -hmm. world. like super duper easy to work on Volkswagens from that year so it like with that and like some prior knowledge and a buddy of mine that had the know-how to actually get certain things done that I did it. We were able to do that. And then I've kept her driving. Like we finished rebuilding it in two thousand seven or something like that. And i kept her going. I like I'll do random stuff here and there. Like I just was working on the exhaust the other day. Had to fix a fuel leak a couple weeks ago. Um I did some upgrades on her myself as well. And uh but I, I learned a lot doing that and there's not many people that can say that they've rebuilt the car that they drive. So it's, you know, it's a cool little thing, I guess, that I've done before for sure.
1: I remember uh, the it was an old roommate that had a rabbit and for some reason it was really easy to break into his car yeah. from like, especially from that back window, his window, because they open differently. Right.
0: I mean the, it depends on what kind of uh, rabbits, they didn't have that little, that little wind wing thing right but if you knew how to pick a lock or certain like uh keys would open it when it wasn't supposed to so they 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 tend to be easily stealable i've had a freaking old school like auto lock thing on a freaking brake pedal since i was a kid because i didn't want it stolen but yeah like it's any car from the 80s so freaking easy to steal. so easy.
1: yeah and we would throw that shit in a neutral and move it down the block <laughs> Yeah.
0: Pop started that son bitch.
1: I haven't done that myself a few times. Yeah, it was it, it was funny because one day he came in. Uh we we had done it so much. And then finally, um I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like carrying my shoes one night and I did I got into his car and I left my shoes in his car. Oh and he was like dude, now, I knew it was you the whole time. And now I have and he like held up the shoes that morning. I was like, damn it. Man, you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you make toys. You, you somehow went through the art world. Tell me about like childhood with toys. Like, what is that looking like for you?
0: I mean, shoot, lots of GI Joes, uh, Transformers. Um, like I loved Thundercats when I was a kid. Um. Basically, all the the Saturday morning cartoons kinds of things. like Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot. You name it, I was into it back then. Like, I had a serious collection of stuff when I was a kid. And uh, my mom managed to toss a whole lot of stuff, which (laughs) sucks, obviously. I'm sure everybody's gone through that kind of thing. But I would have a hell of a lot of more cool shit right now if that didn't happen. But... um i mean doug i mean all that stuff back from the 80s like if if it was something for a boy i was into that shit and um a lot of that transferred over like dude the guys that i make they're a little bit older than me even i mean the, the adventure people more like a late 70s kind of thing i didn't really have too many of those when i was a kid but when i started making toys i liked the level of like definition and the sculpts and um it's something about it like drew me towards bootlegging them more so than other figures and that's kind of why i've like stuck in a certain thing but i mean honestly I, I i still have one thing i still have from back when i was a kid was the original voltron and it's like got the freaking sword in the shield so i still have that from holy my hell bringing chill in my room yeah oh, no, but you know all that old stuff. Honestly, it's, it's hard to really pinpoint one in particular thing. I like more than the other back then. Yeah. I mean, and so tell me about that. You
1: like the, the adventure people is kind of your thing. So how did you settle on adventure people when they kind of like, you didn't have that many, like what made you go that way?
0: It's when I started finding them, like, I was noticing certain things Things like like that brainoid always caught my attention. The aliens, the the astronauts, they always caught my attention. But when I was going to start bootlegging, I noticed it was an easier like clamshell to pop open for me. And like the overall design aspects of it, I felt like I could probably do in molds and the level of detail and like certain things that the sculptors did when they originally made these toys, it just made them like, draw me into them a little bit more i guess plus they don't have like metal like elbow joints and stuff like gi joe's and that kind of thing so it wasn't too difficult to be able to replicate and um i like their whole freaking line like there's a lot of toy lines i mean some of them some of the action figures are cool and some of them are kind of lame um I'm still trying to do, like, a lot of the Crystar ones. A buddy of mine, Lance, sent me a, uh, like, full-damn line of those. I've done one of them, so I need to get back to doing some of those. Um, but it's just, like, I don't have a shitload of time to devote to toys. And if I do, like, I have a bunch of these molds already made. I like to kind of play on the same idea and, like, refine it and refine it and, like, make different versions and stuff like that something about that in particular more so than like straying and making something new all the time has allowed me to like really kind of dial in these figures, if you will. So it's, it was a thing that I just kind of liked to start off with. And then over time, like out of convenience and, and like not necessarily wanting to delve into making a shit ton of molds, it might may or may not. So it's like, let's be honest, sometimes things don't hit. And, um, it when you're trying to make some you know side money off of it or whatever the heck i mean before like when i first started it was literally what i was doing to make ends meet for a minute there so i didn't have the option of making things that weren't gonna freaking sell mm-hmm. so that's another kind of reason why i kept like just like working on the same idea and like refining it and, this and that. so it's it's kind of uh I, mean, I never really thought of it but i mean it's 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 an interesting thing to have stuck with. There's plenty of other toy lines I could probably delve into. Like I've done a few here and there, but it's just like the response that I get out of the zombie knots in particular, like more often than not, when I make a run, they're going to freaking go. And they're always fun. They are always kind of dynamic colors and this and that. So it's just, it's just a fun thing for me to do these guys and have people enjoy them, I
1: guess. Yeah, and they're like – I think what's so fun about the zombie knots is like I, I go through adventure people. They're super cool because you can turn them into – when people are like, hey, make a custom toy for me, mm. that's my go-to. It's yeah. easy to change them into someone. Oh, yeah. um, but to see like a normal astronaut – because all these characters just have normal jobs, yes. just be effed up as like a zombie knot, that's it's rad.
0: Right, It's just a little different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going for like, because I love like Sofubi toys and they're always kind of more on that horror vibe or just like monstrous kind of thing. And, it, you know, if you don't add that to, to the toy, you're going to make it. That's kind of like something you like to collect already. Then you're messing up. I feel like you, you have to make things that you like as well as make things that will sell. I feel like it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship and um i'm sure a lot of people like makers absolutely love their own shit like it's probably a commonality between those guys that make stuff but yeah, i really freaking love these guys and there was a, some runs that i did back in the day that i would i'd be so strapped with time i'd make a run and i'd be like all right boom they're freaking gone and then i didn't even get one and now <laughs> i'm making a point where i absolutely make myself one and then yeah. if i sold out of the run then I'll make a couple extra in case like a home or two want to
1: hit hit me up after that kind of thing. Yeah, dude, I can't tell you how many times because it happens every time, right? You make something and you're like, "Damn it, where's mine?" Like, it happens so often. So I started. Um, I mean, I just got to the point, especially when you make a run of like you know this when you make a run and then yeah. you, like you get effing tired of yeah, painting.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And so, oh, especially, I got to a point where it was like, because uh, I like backward ones, so I'll just print out the backer really small, and then you know the like trading
0: card sheets, I'll just put one in there. Yeah, and that's fine too. I mean, I I was thinking about focusing on backers, but there's a playability involved with my figures that most you know figures, like most bootleg figs, don't have. Yeah. Some of them are static, like some of them are magnets that you you can pose them, whatever the hell, but the resin that I use is kind of like more of like a rubbery ish. Like it's, it's, it's got its hardness, but at the same time it has some give in some cases and it it adds to like limb retention and, and overall like playability. Like I know friends of mine that have let their kids play with these things, but uh, like the card thing, I'm still kind of debating on, um, freaking flesh Tyco's taco he's telling me i need to get into that thing and just like even though these guys are awesome make it so like the blister opens and i can mess with that and uh or they you know people can take them out still enjoy the the card art because card art is so freaking sick like
1: there's yeah. some artists
0: that are really really doing it up with the with the backers and and i i, I have i don't really know in particular if most of them have like playability involved as well and it's it's not like the biggest thing like it doesn't have to pose like it doesn't have to be able to be played with with kids. It's like that's neither here nor there in the in the in the community. But we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures, Dov two, we have engine failure.
1: We must crash land on DKE toy planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait. Salvation. Hooray! We're saved, DOP2! Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys!
0: Check out www.dkatoys.com
1: for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures!
0: DKE! I feel like uh it's just a little added extra bonus for my guys.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean Dove and uh Empire Blisters just put out those, I don't know if you've seen them, those blisters that like it holds the card art and it has the the blister on it. So the whole thing is a clamshell.
0: Oh yeah, like it it kind of envelops the whole thing. Yeah. I haven't haven't seen those, but that sounds great. Like that, I have that,
1: a extra one, I can give it to you. I would love that. Yeah. That, see, this is what's up. This is the – that's the whole thing of the toy community. When someone's like, I haven't seen it, just fucking give people one.
0: I know, right? Listen, <laughs> yeah. we we live so close. I don't frigging know a lot of frigging toy podcasters that live like literally down the street. And I'm sure you don't know a lot of frigging toy makers that are literally down the street. Yeah. So, you know, that's fun too. Uh,
1: so here is something that I want to talk about. You said playability. Yeah. That, so – I'm going to be like real transparent. When I started this, playability was not even in my like. Yeah. So, but yeah. you focus on it. So how did you get to that point? Take me back five, six years when you start making toys.
0: So five, six years I was doing, I had like some simple things that i could two part mold like muscle figures or like skulls or just you know just random little things that i feel like if i worked hard enough i could make a mold that would work and i didn't even have uh you know pressure pot back then and um I, so i had to learn a lot of tricks and stuff like that that I, you know necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing so i kind of got good at making molds just out of that necessity honestly and um when i got to these guys it was really kind of a uh, happenstance like it was total by chance that it ended up being the way that it is because i kind of stumbled onto this particular kind of resin that most i mean it's it's like a, you wouldn't get it from smooth on it's just like a freaking countertop fucking thing excuse my french no, uh, yeah you're but, good yeah but it it has if you do certain things with like the amounts the ratios between the two um you can get a certain type of that like if you overdo the hardener you can make brittle pieces if you underdo the hardener you can make them a little bit and there is a fine line to where you're either going to get it right and it's going to be good or you're going to make parts that are useless so i've refined over a time using stuff that most people wouldn't use like even the tools that i use to like put these guys together like i use fucking toenail trimmers and shit like that like i'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of uh makers that probably wouldn't settle on those kinds of tools either but they work they do the things i need them to do and um just like trial and error over time like perfecting the way that they come out like the rubbery like semi pliability not too not too rubbery but just enough. Um it it's it's just uh it's totally just like refinement over time of a certain process. But I always liked playability. Um when I was doing when I started like I would send things out some like in the beginning beginning. I didn't do cards at all, but then I started getting into cards for like some of my guys that would be either sculpted by my dad or that I would sculpt. And um, but they would be hand done and I just draw them all up. I wouldn't have them printed or any of that kind of thing. And I, I mean, I, I dabbled in graphic design for a while to where I could probably make some really sick cards if I wanted to, but at the same time, like my focus was on having these guys displayed and like being out of the bag, being out of the box, showing like standing in a freaking little army or something like that. And, um, the fact that I like kind of happenstance fell into these guys being so amazing in that regard. It was like it lent itself to what I was doing and it was just kind of like a natural thing. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if I hadn't had certain things line up the way they did, then maybe they wouldn't be as playable as they are. But I always had the idea that they would be out of the package and like standing like kind of with each other more so than on a wall in a freaking card i mean that's great don't get me wrong it's not bad i don't i I don't hate on guys that focused on that specifically and there's room for everything in this whole like community and people enjoy the fuck out of that stuff like some people might like the playability idea so come check my guys out i guess if that's the case
1: that uh, yeah that's real because yours you brought one i remember the first time so you're one of Man, I think I've hung out with maybe like three other toy makers, maybe. Right. But like you're one of the ones that like will go out and get a drink. And I knew that you liked toys and that you were good at it because the first time we met up, you brought one. And you were like, check this shit out.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was dope. And it was like what's great. Like your joints were tight. Like everything worked well. It was super, crisp. The paint was awesome and i like to start with not having a pressure pot and then get to the point where you're molding like that type of quality isn't right It's good right yeah
0: <laughs> good. what a good way to say it. it's good right <laughs> i mean i don't want to fucking you know i'm not trying to gloat or anything but and the pressure pot it makes it so much easier to get nice casts yeah and uh if you don't have one, you better have some freaking tricks up your sleeve or else you're not going to be making toys very long. And it took a little trial and error and here and there, but I learned so many cool tips and tricks that it's like, I don't even know if I should share these fucking things because it's like almost trade secrets in a way. Mm -hmm. Not I helped the fuck out of so many makers. It's not even funny, but I mean, there might be a little couple one or two things I omit, you know, just to, because it's stuff i developed myself like i've watched a bunch of youtube videos and taken a lot of things from that kind of thing and i appreciate people sharing knowledge and i really do i am one of the first people to help you out if you need out but like there might be one or two things i might not mention no big deal though yeah i
1: mean and that that happens right like you've I've sent you messages and you just – you do this thing where you like put me on the path and you're like, all right, figure this – like
0: this is how you do it. Now go figure it out. Kind of, yeah. And it's helpful. I I would hope that I my knowledge was helpful. Like it, it, I try literally like in your particular situation, um, there wasn't any necessarily like tricks that I needed to omit. It was just like, well, check this shit out, right? You want to do it this way, invent it this way and like, whatever. And uh, I I mean I usually do that for any genuine person that's been following me longer than 10 minutes or like you live down the street and you do yeah. this kind of thing so I mean it's it'd be foolish of me to be like no I'm not going to tell you how to do that. <laughs> that shit happens
1: more than I think the scene would like to admit there's a lot of people that um because it, it, it's this line that we tow right like it's the line between being a gatekeeper and then having people learn and go through their, like their process. Yeah. And I, yeah. Some of the stuff that people like, even like certain plastics, people have been like, I can't, I can't share my source.
0: Right. Like, come dude, come on. I, I probably don't know all of your process. They yeah. just know what you use. It could help in some cases and you might even figure it out over time. But, you know, with the way there's so much competition in this community, and I swear to God, I have never seen the amount of growth that's happened in just these last two years. I wouldn't I literally wouldn't have expected it. It's so like it's like a booming industry, if you will. Like all of a sudden there's so many freaking toy makers. It's I am funny. And um, I mean, there's a finite amount of things to boot. A, there's a lot of regurgitation. There's a lot of uh, people hitting on the same thing because obviously it's what's going to sell. Like the reason why I do the, the same thing over and over a lot of the time. But um, and that's fine. I mean, I love the idea of the the scene growing to such an extent. There's unfortunate side effect of that is there's going to be a lot of people that don't necessarily have the best skills for this kind of thing and they're going to sell things and it might give collectors the wrong idea and this and that something else and that's going to happen they might grow off of it they might just fade into you know wherever but it's it's such an explosive community right now there's such a big growth of like new makers and people like off the wall coming up with some crazy cool shit um and i love that part about it but the 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 amount of people that are making them right now, it's definitely making it hard for some of the toy makers to get going. I feel like, like even ones that might be better than some of the others, it's just there's so much at that particular level, or that they're making that particular figure. I mean, how many Boba Fets are there? Oh my, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not hating on people that do Boba Fets, but holy shizen, there is a lot of Boba Fets right now, and uh, I mean. There's, but that's the thing too. It's like, that's what's freaking popular. So it's bound to happen. And I think over time, it it might taper off with like the amount of new makers and whatnot. Like, but there's some people that I totally welcome into the scene. I'm like amazed with some of the things they're doing. And I'm stoked that I'm part of it, honestly. Like, so I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way about that. Yeah, I've, that's the, I think that's
1: the tricky I don't know how to say like maybe the tricky part to this right like trying to figure out um like new toys to do or new things to get going and um it makes it's fun cuz you look to like the weirdest stuff right the I just bootlegged a uh, uh Furby like a one of those old McDonald's ones right yeah and it was like I hadn't seen anyone do it and I had one and I like Furbies are just weird and so yeah. I like threw it in there and it was cool um but there's a reason why people don't do it like it took to do one furby it's 184 grams of resin oh yeah that's a thing too and so like trying to figure out like i threw candy in one and it (laughs) knocks it down to like 165 but that's close to like a third of a bottle
0: I know. And the resin is not getting cheaper. Um, what I've done is I recycle bits, like all the flashings or like where the pore spouts, you know, those kinds of things. I'll mm-hmm. like cut that shit off and I'll save it in a fucking bag. And um, need being in a situation where I need to cast something larger, I'm putting that in the resin. You know what I mean? Like if I have molds that are dying or like I got a shitload of molds, I need to chop up, but you like chop that shit down fine enough and you can throw it in molds while you're making it. So I try to recycle as much as I can, but it's not enough to really make a difference in that kind of situation like I mean with a big thing like that, you're going to have to spend a bunch of resin and unless you're really selling a bunch of them, it's going to kind of be disinhibiting to keep doing that kind of thing. But that's what I'm saying about like sellability, what's going to catch on is like it's it's such a hit or miss kind of thing. Like sometimes I'll make a run and I'm like this is gonna be sick, and then I'm like, How "What's about?" You yeah. know. So I'm it's probably the same thing with the Furbies, but it's even harder when you're making it something with that much resin, like these little figures. Like I can get a bunch of the figures out of a freaking thing of resin, and uh, that, like obviously, like the pigments and stuff. Like that's one thing. Um, I've always had a pretty good handle on color, so like making like a constant color throughout it can be challenging for some people. Um, there's obviously a little variation here and there, but for the most part, these like, they don't cost a shitload to fucking make, um, you know, stuff wise, like what you're using to make it. But it, the amount of time I put into putting them together so that they're tight and the joint like the leg joints don't just freaking fly all over the place or whatever the heck. Like that's where the time is spent and that's where you know the cost comes into it for anybody that's gonna buy my guys. But the I don't even charge as much as I feel like they're worth. And um when people get them, I feel like they probably feel that way as well like it's they're not cheap don't get me wrong but at the same time like versus how they are when you get them and the hand feel and the quality of the paint job and this and that something else like it's it's far more valuable than just what i charge and i don't mind it like currently you know i have another job like i don't i'm doing this as a side gig now and Mm -hmm. that's it's actually made it a little more fun i mean i get to enjoy myself doing it. I don't have to worry about having a sellout or that I'm not going to make ends meet for the month kind of thing. And uh, so that actually has been making this a lot more fun for me. But, Doug, I totally get it on the, the resin thing. Some people even use, like, one of those it's like a thing that goes into the middle of it and makes it almost like a hollow cast. That is hard to do. Like you have to have a wide opening for the bottom of it for that to work. And is, I mean, I don't really even, is the Furby like a square bottom or is it have legs? I forget. So it has legs and
1: everything, but the opening is like this big on the bottom of the, like what you pour into it's fucking huge.
0: Yeah, so you could do that same idea. Um, it would have to be like silicone coated with something that just like fits down in the center of it to take up that space, mm-hmm. and then it's almost like a freaking rotocast, but without rotocasting. So if you have the right shape, big thing that you're doing, you can devise a thing to kind of do that, and I highly recommend it if you like if you're gonna make these on a regular basis. Cause then you don't have to throw like candy in it or you know whatever yeah. you know? It,
1: it was fun to do i you know i um the furbies they taught me how to cast clear that's like it yeah it was just a cool way like it taught me how to to do pigmenting it taught me because it's so big it's so, like, big it's yeah. space
0: yeah. and so
1: um like it was really cool and then that was the first thing I was like oh people put candy and shit let's do this yeah it's cool i i mean uh they don't come out let's just say they don't
0: come out that often i i'll produce one or two here and there right it's just big it's a lot of resin i mean i did the candy thing for a while with those with the big claws my dad actually was the one that sculpted that big ultra claw i did a while back like it's tough to sucks my page got deleted because people could go look at what i'm talking about i'm just gonna post a few photos of them because uh i don't really think there's any of them on my feed right now but i that was like i did nerds in them and like a couple like runts a couple yeah. of things you know and it is it's fun like it's cool little color way but the clears i've almost like grown my whole thing on clear resin i don't even think i've ever bought a resin that was like opaque they're awful oh really
1: i don't, I don't love them I mean oh. just for me like I just don't now that I know how to do the like crystal clear yeah I don't I don't want to go back
0: Yeah no I mean like it's it's easy to settle on the opaque when you're starting um it might I mean, I remember, like, trying to work with bright white resin and trying to make it a, a different color from white can be almost more hard. I mean, it's, like, obviously, it's more hard. Mm-hmm. It can be harder than doing it from clear. Yeah, Like, you can start with clear and be like, do, 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 blip, blip, blip on, you know, and boom. You got whatever the hell you want. But with white, you got to, like, overcome that, the, the very whiteness of it, if you will. Like, uh, so I, I, I honestly... I never really wanted to make just opaque things too. Like when I started, my whole thing was making like clear with all kinds of crazy color variation, muscle dudes, or like skulls and shit. And I didn't even need opaque. I'll fucking make it opaque if I want to. (laughs) Yeah. So let's. You brought it up a
1: little bit. Let's talk about the account. All of a Uh, sudden, there was a day that you woke up, uh, and it was kaputz.
0: Oh man. What happened? Um, So, like, honestly, you know how Instagram's got a lot of censorship and whatever the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a couple times where some of my comments might have been misconstrued by the AI to where they were like, oh, this goes against our fucking guidelines. I'm like, bro, like, what are you even tripping on? I'm not fucking saying anything to anybody. I'm not being mean. You're totally misunderstanding me in some cases. So it, it like there was a couple of those on my account. And then one night, this jackass that I, I have no idea who the fuck it was, his total tool, he um, he didn't like a comment I made. There was like this dog video and it was like, honestly, total benign comment. The situation was what it was. I was like, some people shouldn't have dogs. Like just being you know, a real basic. And I wasn't even taking a shot at whoever fuck had the dog. Like, it's just, you know, some dogs are awesome. Like, maybe you don't treat them like that. That's kind of like where I was coming from. And uh, this fucking guy was like, oh, well, you know, spam accounts shouldn't be this and that. And I'm like, spam account? What are you talking about? And uh, I guess he reported my account as spam and then Instagram. Like I was, like, on Instagram, and I was, like, all of a sudden nothing was working. I was, like, what the hell is going on? Like, it was, it was like, systematically shutting down every aspect of it. Like, what is going on with this shit? And it's, like, your account has been this and that. It's like, so I put in their little code and whatever the hell, and, uh, t- like, nothing reopened, and they acted like I was some bot or some spam account and i i tried like endless freaking times to make a, a you know dialogue with these people to be like what are you doing this is a huge mistake like i'm just an art page i got my whole freaking art career like my dog is on there it's like some of my car stuff like i wasn't even making toys when i started this page like you can even see me when i was freaking young compared to now and uh and i was like guys you're what is this shit they never responded to literally any of my like emails or like i was pleading with them i was like guys please you are literally killing me right now you're like killing my ability to live and uh they i mean honestly i feel like the whole shit's ran by ai or something because it was a lot of mistaken dumb comments like i'm just uh, honestly i'm like having fun it's not even bad but they took it the wrong way or there's like Community guidelines that people don't know about, and then suddenly it pops up, and they're like, "Oh, you violated this." I'm like, "Oh, you don't even like put that on the rules." Like, is this really a thing? Like, I can't even say like the word pathetic. Are you serious? So, you know, just being myself and calling shit out like I would normally do had me some dumbass strikes to begin with, and then some jackass claiming I was a spam account. That was the end of it so pff, i lost four thousand and a half like 4.5 thousand picks and i had like three and a 3.7 thousand followers at the time and what i'm at like 1.2 now or something like that and it's been a look dog back then when instagram wasn't fucked up it was way easier to make a shitload of followers really quick and now it's like the, the slowest trickle you could possibly imagine so it was like a it was a terrible thing to happen and i'll be honest it it messed me up i was not making toys for a few months there i even stopped messing with instagram for like the entire summer when it happened and uh coming back to it it was such a slow response and like i wasn't able to sell out and stuff like that i was like dude i could make a run and they'd be gone in a freaking heartbeat and then I was like hey guys like check this shit out you want to get it and maybe it happened maybe it wouldn't but there is a lot of uh people in the freaking community that really helped me get past that whole hurdle and uh I started getting back into it and I've made some of the coolest runs that I've made ever since then um it just sucks that when people go on my page, they can't see like everything that I've done and like all the cool shit that I've made over time and things I've tried to do. And like, I, I'm honestly a pretty good photographer. I had some really sick photos on there too. And that's, you know, it's one of those things, I guess. I I know a lot of other makers have gone through it, but it really did hurt me personally. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: Yeah, I you know that's it's a bummer because it seems like such a hidden guideline thing. And yeah, I woke up on and you can tell when they do clean sweeps, right? Like, I woke up on Monday morning, my like toy Instagram was down like I don't know 40 or 50 followers enough, enough that I picked it up, like I just noticed, yeah. Um, and then uh, the Toys on Tap one was down like 30. Oh. And, and then I got some messages from people that were like, my account's gone. Like, uh, I got to, I'll talk to you through here. And then those same people, like 30 minutes later, they're like, oh, all of our accounts are back and all those followers are back. So it's like people, like Instagram does these weird broad strokes. yeah, And, and then is all of a sudden like, oh,
0: maybe we need to pull it back a little bit. I thought they would pull it back for me. I had a bunch of people um, setting them requests to reinstate my account. A lot of support that like I had, I only had a few people's phone numbers, you know what I mean? So like my account was done. I was like, who, the, how am I going to contact everybody? So yeah. I was able to talk to a few people and they got the ball rolling. And I know a ton of people were, was like advocating to get my account back. It was like talking to a brick wall. I, I don't even understand what really happened. Um, Totally unfounded. It was no reason to get rid of my page. Nothing but positivity. Like my entire freaking resin journey was on there. Some of my art before, like my, my dog is now gone. Like his whole freaking life was on there. A lot of Kari building things like it was just such a, Freaking, it was so unnecessary. And, and like at the time, I was like, really? Like, that's you guys are just gonna be like this kind of thing. And I mean, Instagram, you know, has gotten even worse since then. So, it is, I guess it is what it is. We got to deal with the platform that we're working on. And it's allowed me to be who I am in this community. And it, if there wasn't for all these souring things, I would really like appreciate. Instagram, but it's like I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's like it's one of those like abusive relationships. Like, man, what the why did you do this? You know, but I guess whatever. Yeah,
1: that is brutal. So, with all this in mind, yeah, where are you headed with like how much you work on adventure people and that zombie knot and everything? Like, where are you headed now?
0: So I'm not pigeonholing myself to this exclusively obviously yeah um it's getting to the point where i'm doing well you know with my normal job of selling solar which is cool and i'm doing way better than i used to do before so it's giving me the opportunity to kind of broaden my horizons i'm gonna be kind of dipping into the sofubi thing here pretty soon and yes you know right and uh (sighs) I kind of want to do my own scopes, like send them either um, casts or, you know, molds. It kind of depends on who I'm working with, but uh, I was thinking about doing a few things to start off with. And then I was talking to a buddy of mine, False Idols Toy, and he was like, dude, don't do anything that's old. Don't, you know, just you are." You need to do something that's like you and you something you make that's new and you know kind of fresh. So I'm I'm in like rethinking the whole thing, and um I'm planning my attack. But I will be doing freaking Sofubi here soon, and it's gonna be freaking awesome, dude. That's so exciting. Do you like you
1: don't don't reveal anything? But do you have in mind like where you're headed with character design?
0: Ugh. I mean, honestly, I'm so torn just at this very moment. And like you said, I'm not trying to reveal too much because when it does come out, I want it to be like freaking kind of a surprise. And honestly, I don't have it figured out entirely either. So I'm not trying to bullshit you, but, uh, you can kind of like, it's going to stick to the same vein that I've been going through. Um, but a little bit more insane. And, um, I, I know how to friggin' spray paint and, and I've been airbrushing for like a long time and I've been neglecting to actually put those skills to use for this kind of thing. um, You know, kind of tactically in a way, like you got to kind of do a slow, you want to give people what they want at first, but like kind of slowly release what you can do. You don't want to give it everything up all at once kind of deal. So I, I kind of strategically, not gone as far with I can in certain things. So even the freaking zombie knots, there's gonna be some stuff I'm gonna be doing here pretty soon that's gonna knock some people's socks off. And then when I finally have the Sofubi thing going, it's gonna be freaking sick. That's all I can say. Like it, it doesn't need to be like a particular thing or a I mean th- I have a style. Most people could probably identify the style or like kind of pick up what I'm going for. But it's going to be a lot of fun. That's all I know. Dude, I'm so stoked.
1: Hey, <laughs> thanks for coming on Toys on Tap, man.
0: Thursday night. Nice.
1: Nice. 7 p.m. YouTube Live. It's Toys Alive. Life. Toys, Life. The toys Alive. Toys Alive. Toys Alive. There's way cool- Artist unboxing no accounts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for thirty bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, collect your spot. Current upcoming shows and drops. Jura! Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. <laughs> 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 and news from the hood. One hundred percent indie all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, seven PM PST. YouTube live. in the house and the last part of this podcast is. Uh, you get to plug whatever you got going on, where you're headed, all the okay. stuff that you want to do, where we can find you, how we can buy your shit.
0: Right. Well, yeah. currently, I mean, I have an Etsy. I don't use it quite as often as I used to, cause it doesn't need to be my like only avenue of selling toys. So most of the time, if you see something you like, um, even if it's something that's a little bit older, I might be able to help you out. Just like DM me and let me know. Um, currently i'm making a run of skeletor zombie knots they're coming out pretty freaking dope uh they're gonna have a little bit um they're gonna have a freaking hood on its fabric i am currently tailoring a bunch of fabric hoods for like a run of zombie knots which is awesome i do this thing kind of frequently but these guys are going to be sick and um I think I might even have some of them available at Decon, but I'm gonna do a little bit of a drop before then for the people that follow me because they get first dibs. And um, I also have some skulls and stuff that I need to kind of finish and get going. But for the most part, dude, the the Skeletors are up next. But just kind of keep in tune. I, I mean, I got, I got a lot of stuff coming. Like each of my colorways are super fun. I'm always doing something sick for the collectors and uh whether you're not you have a bunch of my guys or you've never gotten a single piece it's worth checking out you know and you might really like them so hell yeah are
1: you uh going to designer con
0: i will be at designer con i'll be there uh the friday night during the freaking later hours and then saturday and sunday i'm going to be there uh first time i'm going so i look forward to meeting a bunch of people but I wasn't even going to sell things. I was like, maybe thinking about having a backpack with some guys in it in case I saw people that wanted them. Uh, But uh, my boy Tyco's taco fucking Fletch, he's getting a table. I mean, a booth with a couple other people like spice dreams, I think. And he's going to have a shit ton of really like extra cool maker stuff. So like Healy made, um, I mean, you name it from like the freaking really center of this little toy thing right now. And he's going to, He's going to be having a bunch of shit at his table. So I highly recommend anybody that's going stop by that booth. I don't really know the number of it. I'm not even sure they know it just yet because they just booked it. But um, it's not going to be hard to find. And I should have at least a handful of friggin' zombie night skeletors there. And then I think I'm going to bring some skulls. He's going to sell some skulls too. But, you know, I'm probably going to have some there too. So by all means, anybody going to friggin designer DesignerCon, come friggin' say hi. That's all I can say sick hey thanks for
1: again for coming
0: on of course and duck really good talking to you abraham we should uh go get a beer, beer.
1: yeah 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 so shoot me a dm we'll get it on the calendar
0: fuck yeah
1: Cassette For those who remember. Remember what? For those who will never forget. I don't forget much. And for a whole new generation who will see it for the first time. See what? Chicken,
0: <laughs> chicken, chicken, burger disco. Disco.
1: chicken, burger, disco. Chicken, burger, disco? What is that? The VHS tape. Huh? It's like a VHS tape plus action <laughs> figure. <laughs> and only time. Who puts a tape and a figure together? That's stupid. Available <laughs> soon. soon. What do you mean available soon? When is it available? Soon. Okay. Maybe I do want one there.